The Chayv Salavavas in Shara Bechina tells us and discusses in, in a lot of detail how the Rabbani Shalodam created the world in the most perfect proportion with exactly according to the needs of mankind. Okay, listen to this idea of the Chayv Salavavas. Okay, it's brought down in Shara Bechina. Hey. And he gives an example. He says, there's no way that a person can live in this world for even a short amount of time without air. It's impossible. You need air. Therefore, <clears throat> in correspondent to that need, the Rabbanishim created air available all the time, wherever you go. There is almost, right, obviously there are some places, but there's almost no places in the world that you go to that just don't have air. Why? Because the need of it is so high Therefore, the Rebunshim created the availability to be in accordance with the need. Now, moving on, says the Chavis Salavavas, water. Now, water is something that's also very much needed, but it's obviously not as essential as air. It's very essential, but we all agree, right, that it's not as essential as air. So, therefore, the Rebunshim created sources of water all over the world, readily available, but not as available as air. Food, also very necessary but obviously not as necessary as water and air, and a little bit more difficult, slightly more difficult to attain, and there's a lot of food in the world, in the world. there's fruits and vegetables just growing in the trees, but although it's not being withheld, but slightly more difficult to find. Clothing, right, made of, obviously we're talking about things of leather, or wool, or linen, or whatever, is somewhat less essential, and therefore a little bit harder to attain, because it's not needed to the same degree, right? Gold and silver, pearls, diamonds, they're available, but they're not so necessary. They're much less necessary than everything we've said, which means they're much less available. Okay? Explains the Chavis Elavavis. Understand how the Rabbanisham created the world in a way that whatever we need in a big level, we have. And it's readily available whenever we want it. The things that we need less, then we don't have them so less. It means the Rabbanisham has given everything we need in the amount, in the proportion that we need it will never be lacking that which we actually need. Says the altar from Kelm, Simcha Zissel, that if that is true in the physical world, in how the Rebbe created the world with air and water and with everything else, how much more so is it true also in the spiritual? And that means the things that we need most to sustain us are readily available with the greatest abundance. And the most essential spiritual need of every human being, of every Yid especially, explains the altar of Kelm, is Emunah. Because you cannot live without Emunah. I mean, you can live, but the life that you're going to live is going to be very, very, very much tainted. And therefore, if Emunah is something that you require just to basically live, then it means it's available in abundance. It means it's available on a much higher level, and it's always, always there. But you have to find it. You have to tap into it. And that is something that we're, we're trying to get to understand and to make sure that we know that we have. Now, we have to understand as well, there's a Mordecai Yisod from Nachman of Breslov. He brings down such a beautiful idea in the Kutim Aran. He says that the Rabbanishim always calls out to a person. The Rabbanishim always calls out to a person. The question is whether or not we listen to that call. We've mentioned it once before from the Balatanya. The Halik of Balatanya brings down that we know that Odom Arishan, was kind of spoken to by the Rabbi and Kaviyachal with Ayeka, where are you? And the Mepharshim say, what, the Rabbi Nishalolam needed to ask Odom, where are you? The Rabbi sees everything. He didn't say, Odom, can you just tell me where you are, please? It wasn't like in a shopping store, you know, can you tell me which store you're in? It wasn't like that, you know? Ayeka, where are you? What does that mean? 
he was just trying to get into conversation, Rashi brings down. But the Balatani explains that the Rebbe calls out to every single one of us. He calls out to every single one of us in different forms. And the question is, do we respond to that call or not? Sometimes we bang our foot, sometimes something happens to us. We have challenges in life, we have hiccups along the way, we have hurdles that we have to cross. And the question is, how do we look at that? As we've said many times before, there's no such thing as something bad. There's no such thing as, you know, situations that are not good. They are opportunities. And the question is how we look at them and how we judge them. What are the opportunities for? To get closer to Hashem. Hashem is beckoning us. Hashem wants us. Hashem wants the relationship. Do we respond? Do we reciprocate? Do we say, I heard you. I heard the call. I'm answering the call. I'm here. This is where I am. And really and truly, every single person has to think to themselves, do they listen to that call? Are they listening to the Rabboni Shalom say, Ayako, where are you? Where are you? How have you fallen so far, deep, away, distant from me? The Rabboni Shalom wants every single one of us. When a person works on his emuna, when a person works on that deep belief, on that deep loyalty, as we explained, so there's no such thing as a stumbling block. Oh no, why is that happening to me? Oh, I can't believe that happened. Oh, the business deal went down. Oh, I lost that money. Oh, I forgot this thing over there. Oh, this happened to me. There's no such thing. Everything is emuna. We look in the world, everything is emuna. People are upset with themselves. People live lives where they're upset and they're depressed. Why? Because if only I had this, and if only Hashem made me this way, or if only I would... There's no if only. The Rabbi Shem, and we have to believe this, Be'amun Shlema created every single one of us the way that we are meant to be created. With the parents that we had, with the schooling that we had, with the rebellion that we have, believe it or not, in many cases, yes, that sometimes is the situation. Sometimes we had to go through a bad education and bad situation so that we can come out the other way much stronger. And you find this, by the way, by people that they struggled, whether it's at home, whether it's in school, whether it's academically, physically, mentally, whatever it is, they come out much stronger. Maybe tonight we'll speak a bit more, a little bit more about it, but the parasha share. But the idea is that if a person has a muna, he's happy with who he is. He's happy with who he, who, who, where he's come from, his upbringing, his parents, his environment, everything. Because this is how Hashem created me. This is who I am. You all know the famous Misa of, I think it was the Rebbe of Zisha. But the Rebbe of Zisha was once saying, you know, if only I can imagine if I would have the head of the Biskarov. And imagine I've had the, you know, he was going through all the big people and saying, if I had their brains and their strength and their ability and this one's concentration, this one's asmoda, then I would be the best person in the world. But that wouldn't be me. I want to be me. Because Hashem created me to be me. And sometimes, so many times, we're looking at other people and other people's lies and other people's happiness, in inverted commas, because we think they're happy, but no one really knows. Right? Well, no one really knows. So that is, you know, the people post pictures of themselves nowadays on all sorts of social media things. You know, people get married, they send pictures, and everyone's like, wow, they're so happy, I wish. Little do you know what's going on behind closed doors. Okay, and, I'm, and I'm, unfortunately I'm saying that with a, dealing with a lot of people, this, this is what happens. And I've heard it from people, oh, I want to be happy like them. And obviously everything's confidential, so I'm like, mm, they're not happy. They just look happy and they post pictures of when they're happy. Right? They only post the happy pictures, they don't post anything else. People are looking at other people's lives. Technology, it doesn't help for that whatsoever, we know that. But at the end of the day, emuna helps. If we have true emuna in the Rabbi Nishan, we really trust in Hashem. We know that whatever Hashem does is what we need. We have a purpose in the world. The Rabbi Nishan created us. Why? To do something to accomplish. Nobody else, in, nobody else could accomplish what you can accomplish. That means the Rabbi Shem saw fit for, to create you because you are going to bring something to the world that nobody else can bring into the world. That's an amazing thing. Wake up in the morning and say, wow, 
The Avanshim created me with all of my qualities, with all of my strengths, with all of my weaknesses also, with the upbringing that I had, with all the experiences I went through, with the environment I'm in, because I'm me, and I can be the best person that I can be, and I can become something great in whatever it may be. That's emuna. Everything is emuna. Says Rav Nachman of we're being called every day. Sometimes the Rebbeinu calls it in a good way. Sometimes we need a bit more of a nudge, and Hashem stubs our toe. And if that doesn't work, He gives us a this, whatever it could be. Rachman, some we don't want anything. But sometimes the Rebbeinu says you need a bit of a wake up call. It's not going to work. Sometimes you tell a bocha, listen. You know, if you don't do anything, then maybe you just have to go back to America. You know, it's, not, it's not a threat. It's, it's, it's a way of trying. Come on, seriously. Get up and do something. You're on this world for a purpose. What are you doing here? Everything comes from Muna. And that's, again, something that we keep on pushing ourselves and realizing that everything is in, everything is in Muna. If we would strengthen Muna, we'd be such different people. We really would. We'd be completely different people. Basically, Heinz Zonnefeld once dreamt that he won the lottery numbers. Now, <laughs> he, he once dreamt that he had the, the lottery numbers. So, so somebody who actually bought a lottery ticket because he didn't um, he told him over the dream and didn't tell him the lottery numbers but he said listen I think I have the, I have the lottery numbers are you could you do me a favor like could you uh, would you sell me your ticket sell me your ticket you bought a ticket I didn't buy a ticket would you, would you sell me the ticket so imagine if I went to you and you bought a lottery ticket right you could win you could win a hunt you could win let's make it easy you could win a thousand dollars you know what? I'll buy the ticket off you for $950. Most people would sell it. Why? Because they don't really believe they're going to win. Now, what if you had a dream that you're going to win? You had a dream that tonight's the lottery thing, you're going to be winning. And you've got that $1,000 ticket possibility, and someone says, before the lottery is called, I'll buy it for nine fifty. you're going to sell it? Yeah. Probably. But you had a dream you're going to win. You're so sure you're going to win. It was so real. It was like, going to happen? So the 1% chance. It's a 1% chance you're going to do it. $50, Ravi? So, 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 excuse me, it's because the 95%. So, the, so the Amuna that we're looking for is not Amuna 95%. We're not looking for Amuna that maybe if not, maybe, no, no. We're looking to work to, to eventually get to the goal where we believe that Amuna Shlema, where our whole life is Amuna Nashem 1000%. There isn't a suffix, there isn't anything that when anything happens, to, by the way, do you realize we spoke about this last time? How easy, how calming, how tranquil tranquil your life will be if you have pure moon and Hashem you'll never be upset ever again you'll never get angry I can't believe that guy did this to me well he didn't do it to you Hashem did it to you he was the messenger we get angry at so many things the Rambam talks about this at the beginning of Hilchas Deus Perek Sheni where he says how do you get angry at something if you know everything comes from Hashem well it says you don't know it comes from Hashem so if you work on this Yisait and you work on this idea that everything comes from the Rabbani Shalom everything can change Israel tomorrow will continue